It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm alright song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Cause I've still got a lot of fight left in me. So the idea that this has to be taken up is them saying the sky is green. Right. And I think even for the non-lawyers among us to be able to say, you know what, the sky is not green even on our worst day. This is BS. You are doing this as a dilatory tactic to help your political, your political friend, your partisan patron. And for, for you to say that this is something that the court needs to decide because it's something that's unclear in the law is just flagrant, flagrant bullpucky. You're in a mood. Thank you, Rachel. It's good Rachel can speak. And you too, because uh, out of the gate, this entire, what is it, Chris, 15, 20 minutes? will just be me silently seething. That's not really good for That's radio. It's not good radio. You've, you've, been in, you've been in the talk radio game for a little while now. No, this Since is you it. were a toddler. This is all I've got this morning. That's it? Yeah. This is it. This is not good radio. Do I have five or six thought bubbles left? What's in them? Okay. Are they, are they legal? No. Okay. Um, yesterday was a lot. A lot, Chris. A lot, Jody. A mm-hmm. lot. I. Yes, I chose my abort the court in lieu of my Hillary was right about everything t-shirt. However, um, I don't. Wow. That rat bastard Mitch McConnell crawling out of town right as after the wreckage that he's left mm-hmm. in the Supreme Court and all of our courts and the, the Senate. It, it's it was so fitting, right? Mm-hmm. I, it just sucked yesterday. The Supreme Court, it, it's, Richard Lewis died. It's just, uh, there's just, oh, see, ah! Clyde, and Clyde's having a tizzy. See, Clyde's and, now, a, and now Bonnie's having a tizzy. Yeah, yeah. You can hear me today, at oh, least. Yeah, you're feeling better, which I is am. the good news. Yes, we can see your mug. There I, it is. Okay. What did I say? You know, that's the thing, Jody. I'll, just about every legal expert said they're not going to take this. And what did I always say? I was like, I don't know, with this Supreme Court, with their ego, with their uh, obvious corruption and bent toward Donald Trump. It only needs four SCOTUS members to grant cert. So Mm -hmm. it's not the whole court that granted it. It's four. And they decided Bush v. Gore in four days. And some of those people worked on that Mm -hmm. because, boy, when you want to install a Republican president, they sure do move fast, which is what they're doing. here. This is exactly what I've been saying for weeks, isn't it? Mm. That they could grant him immunity by virtue of delay. But if he grant him what he's asking without I mean, but if they do it before the election. Yeah. Then Biden can stay in office. I don't think they're going to do I it. I think Biden should cancel the election and just throw an ice cream party. I and agree. Just, uh, and that would freak Because apparently he has absolute immunity. Yeah. Or, you know, just say, SEAL Team 6, stand by. Stand back and stand by. I don't know what I meant by that. I know what you meant. No, you don't. It would be legal if... if you know. If he was granted immunity. But this is the rat bastardness of it. I, I don't... I guess I'm sorry. This is entirely all of Twitter and threads. Uh, Robert tweeted, the fact that the MAGA Supreme Court didn't outright rule in Trump's favor but elected to delay the case shows that the most likely scenario is they will eventually rule against Trump. Uh, They're just providing the loophole for him to escape anyway if the voters decide to put him back in office. This lets them prevent Biden from having absolute power but still tilts the scales for Trump. So we the people have to uh, foil that dirty plan by voting. I mean, that's the thing, Chris, you and I were talking Mm -hmm. about Jen Palmieri and others were saying this morning. It is... 
infuriating, but it is literally the feeling I had yesterday. I'm yeah. just like, this really? We got to do this again. We got to do this ourselves because mm-hmm. this court is clearly corrupt, and this is why voting matters. And as Ellie Mistal said last night, our friend, they have done playing by Mitch McConnell's rules, you know what I mean? Only for Republicans. We have to expand the court. We've got to do, I, I just, you, you go back to every single, him denying Obama, and mm-hmm. I don't know, we'll ask Dean, we have a, a legal lad, Dino Badala, coming up. But I have to ask, like, I don't know what Obama could have done. Because Mitch McConnell, they don't believe in the rule of law. Of course he flipped on a dime during the election to appoint Amy Coney Barrett. They don't play by any rules. And, you know, I'm sorry, Merrick Garland sucks. He sucks. Oh, my God, I tried so hard to... What if he had been on the Supreme I Court? I tried so hard to listen to Allison Gill and to be, you know, and to be, what do you call it? He would have done less damage on the Supreme Court, at least, you know? It I tried so hard sucked. to be patient, and I understood some of Allison's points. Yeah. But, you know, I, people like Glenn Kirshner and obviously Dino Badala for a long time been saying this is, I, this is exactly what we were trying to avoid is him being able to claim election interference because now it's so close to the... And I'm sorry, but, you know, he didn't appoint Jack Smith or move until the January 6th committee shamed him. Adam Schiff said that to us on this show, that, you know, Adam Schiff was unbelievably impatient with Merrick Garland a long time ago. And it's just, I I know there's enough blame to go around, but, oh, my God, forgive yourself if you are ripped angry this morning because you should be yes for someone who's silently seething you sure are talky this morning I, you know She's i very summoned talky. it i reached down and i summoned it because i need to eat and bunny <laughs> yay dr marty <laughs> yay yay for kibble uh yeah i'm uh, I, i'm seething for kibble this okay morning. okay we need a t-shirt seething, <laughs> seething for kibble, for kibble. Yeah, Rachel Bittekoffer, Bush v. Gore was decided in four days. We cannot just shrug our shoulders. I mean, you know, they're calling this expedited. They know exactly what they're doing, right? I mean, I, Jody, I don't, I don't have your lawn in order to grease. I don't know the cert and the this and the that and the stay and whatever. Yeah, but we're going to ask Dean about this. Yeah. That's but, important. Yeah, but this is, uh, it, it, as Rachel said, this is bull. Um, pucky. Judge, yeah. She said pucky. Yeah, J- Judge Ludwig, uh, God. I mean, I get it. That any legal expert and everyone's like, oh, they were wrong. Yes, they're wrong because this is d- way outside the norm. There is no way the Supreme Court should have taken this. Unprecedented, maybe? Ah! Stop using that word! Okay. You're going to hurt me today. Judge yeah, yeah, he's feeling better. <laughs> yeah. So watch out. You're closest keep, to me. So keep staplers away from you. Right. Ah. Ah. Go ahead. All right. This is a, a momentous decision just to hear this case. Uh, there was no reason in this world for the Supreme Court to take this case. Uh, The three-judge panel of the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia had written a masterful opinion uh, denying that the, uh, the president's claims of absolute immunity. Just the fact... You know what it is? I have nothing but to be angry about just yesterday, but now we're going back to 2000 anger, not just 2016 anger. But, oh my God, I, can we say again, talk about fighting the way, you know, Republicans fight. Mm-hmm. Every study showed that if they had finished the counting, Al Gore wins. Imagine how the world would be different today. Very different. But And a lot of these justices worked on that case. They were working on John clerks. Roberts. They were sure. clerks. Yes. 
Yes. So they know exactly what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They want, they are putting their finger on the scale for Trump. Uh, yeah, Root Pundit said Sotomayor, Kagan, or Jackson should be spilling all the effing tea right now. Enough acting like the Supreme Court's a bunch of high googly mooglies of the law uh, that needs to operate in super secret. We need to know what effing justifies taking the immunity case after the appeals court unanimously eviscerated it. Um, yeah, Chris Hayes, I think this the news is not being conveyed properly. The MAGA majority burned two weeks before they did this, then show zero hurry in arguments, really just as much an obvious attempt to stop him from facing trial as possible. That's the other thing. So Jack Smith asked them, take this, just, you know, let's expedite. They say he no. in December. Yes, mm -hmm. right? They say, oh, no, no, we have to wait for the... You know, circuit the esteemed D.C. Circuit Court, right? And then they do, and they're like, oh, well, we need to hear it anyway. Talk about calm down paternalism. Oh, they're there, D.C. Circuit. We need to, we're the Supremes. We need to take this. You I, Right? I mean, every layer of this is so infuriating. And thank you, Bob Seska. He said, even if Trump is convicted and sentenced in every single case, none of it will matter if he wins in November. So it's up to us. We decide. And as of right now, I'm feeling optimistic they'll lose this election, but only if we want it badly enough. I hope this pisses people off to such a degree. Throw every single one of these motherfuckers out, these Republicans like Mitch McConnell. Oh, my God. Of course, he gets slithering out of town. <laughs> My God, well, he's, he's technically not retiring. He's just giving up the right, leadership. Right, he's giving up the speak. The I mean, I was whatever. already, I was already ripped about <laughs> the Georgia thing yesterday. I talk about the importance of judges. I have to ask Dean too, Jody. How, how did this judge allow this prosecution of Fawny Willis oh, and Nathan Wade to go forward? I've never heard of such a thing. Have you? You you allowed a guy on the, the who's being prosecuted on that side. To, to, okay, just and in the end, she he's just talk. gossiping. He's just gossiping. But you allow a trial to go forward, televised, getting in Fawny Willis's panties, and now he has to. So now the damage has been done, and this guy's like, I don't know. This is stuff I heard. I was gossiping. <sighs> okay, you know what? I've I've upset my whole whatever down here. I'm gonna have to take an early break. Well, I, yeah. Oh, oh I've taken an early break. You got a poop? Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I have. <laughs> I really, I need a colon blow. Are you gonna, no, can't do you're that. You're not right gonna. Now. Oh, nope. oh wow, All right, 16 minutes okay. after the hour. Oh, wow. We'll be right back on the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. You can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Stephanie Miller. Okay, 22 minutes after the hour, I'm back seething for kibble. Here we go. I have to speak because me. I need kibble. It's you know what? My it's, it's a I, I, I just, you had you had a you had a, a thing. moment. That's what America needs is a colon blow of justice. Some high colonics for everybody. I, seriously, between Judge Cannon and whatever this judge in Georgia that let this trial of Fonnie Willis's personal life go forward when it was based on complete bolt, it's just I. And now we get to the Supreme Court and. Okay, we have so we have Carl first, Dr. Redliner, uh, Dean Obadala for two segments, our legal lad, and Dana Goldberg. Um, a lot to talk about. I, 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 there's all kinds of ideas. I don't know. Angry staffer said Jack Smith released a narrow set of indictments specifically to get cases tried before the election so the American people can understand Trump's perfidy before the, they voted. Time to release the rest of them. Members of Congress, yep. Ginny Thomas, Thomas, etc. Full send. That, drop that bomb on the Supreme Court. How about Ginny Thomas? Yeah. Uh, I, I just, okay. 
Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Rachel Bittacoffer, SCOTUS has no right to deny justice to the 82 million Americans Donald Trump harmed when he tried to wipe out our 2020 votes with his big steel coup plot. Um, yeah, and Chris Hayes, no one needs to wonder anymore whether this right-wing court will audaciously, flagrantly in front of the whole nation, use their power to run the clock out so that Donald Trump faces no legal accountability. Um, thank you, Chris. You're welcome. Something uh, different, Chris. I'm oh. going to guess the sweaty <laughs> church whore is really, really going to be close to losing us our FCC license. Hi, Lucretia. Hi. Hello. Oh. What did I do? Did I do it you wrong? You didn't press it. I, hi, Lucretia. Go ahead. Hello. Oh, Oh, really? This is a day for the phones to f with me try, as well. Maybe okay. try restarting. All ah, right. I will try that. Let's do some more uh, Judge Luddig in the meantime. Under the Constitution and the laws of the United States, there's never been an argument that a former president is immune from prosecution for crimes that he committed while in office. Uh, on the more practical level, of course, uh, the court is, Supreme Court is capable of deciding this very quickly in time that the former president could be tried before the election. But today's decision makes that that much more unlikely. So, right. The federal trial will be further delayed, as you may have heard, while the Supreme Court announces. So, let's see, justices have agreed to have the case expedited. Arguments will begin the week of April 22nd. That's expedited? What happened to the four days to shove war criminal George W. Bush into office, despite the fact that he lost? Ah! Okay, sorry. Smith requested the court decide on Trump's immunity claims immediately in order to allow the trial to move forward before the November election. You know, Joyce Vance... God, this is what's so infuriating is it is hard to because we actually believe in the rule of law on our side. Uh, She said any attempt to rush the trial of Donald Trump, because, of course, Judge Tutkin has already been on uh, record as saying, you know, she would give him seven months to prepare. Um, She said any attempt to rush the trial of Donald Trump on charges that he helped inside a riot would be foolish because it would open the door to a successful appeal. She, as she said, the only thing worse than not getting the trial completed before the voters go to the polls would be to give Trump enough ammo to get the verdict overturned on appeal. Uh, she said that, in, uh, it, she predicted, could set in motion another January 6th. This is the last thing I want to do is be afraid of the bullies. Mm-hmm. However, it, legally, I understand what she's saying. She said, if there's anything that would be worse for the country than not having a trial before the election, it would be a conviction that is reversed on appeal. Trump would burn the country down, exacting retribution, demanding a do-over for an election that was stolen from him, she predicted. The right path forward is for the Supreme Court to do its job, decide this appeal promptly. Unfortunately, they don't seem inclined to do so. Um <sighs> This is, and as someone, as we just said, it, this is so flagrant. It, it, that's what makes it even worse. Mm-hmm. Is this is so obvious and flag- you don't even have to be. I mean, we haven't got a legal ad, of course, but you don't even have to be a lawyer <laughs> to go like I. Just in case I wasn't, you know what? Maybe the other side of my colon has to go. Chris, who said a Republican president can nominate as many as four Supreme Court justices? That why that should terrify you. Who said that? Judge Doom. No! Hillary Clinton! Hillary Clinton! Hillary Clinton said that! Why are you yelling at me? I don't know. I'm, I'm on you on behalf quiet. of all the uncommitted voters. Okay. So what did I... 
Nothing. I'm not yelling. You're, just, you're in my line of sight. I have to actually move my body to look at Jody, which is a lot at my age. So you're not mad at me. You're mad at the dirt. I am exactly. mad at the dirt. Okay. Exactly. Tina, get me the axe. Take that bitch of a bearing wall Thank down. Thank you. And Tear put a down that bitch of a bearing wall and be. put a window where it ought to be. Who said former President Trump's effort to run out the clock has a partner in the Supreme Court at this point? Who said that? Joan Crawford. No, Matthew Gertz. Okay, I need a little bit of patriotism, a little bit happy. Mark Elias, who is a patriot said don't give up hope those fighting against democracy want you to think all is lost and the courts can't help tomorrow will be another day we must all keep hope and determination to fight with everything we have for free and fair elections and victory in november 24. i forgive us if we feel like we already did that that's what this is about we've how many times have we said no to donald trump in election after and his ideas Mm -hmm. in election after election including 2020 by a, a huge margin and it's just, here we are again. <sighs> yeah, way cool tweets. Looks like the American people will have to stand up again. Uh, kick not only Trumpy Dumpty and anti-women's health care, child-slaughtering, gun-nut Republicans to the curb once again. Remember when Biden won and people danced in the streets? Let's do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be wild. Yeah, it'll be wild. Oh, I'm sorry. Just because I didn't think I was mad enough yet. How about Speaker Moses, Speaker God Warrior, not seating Tom Swazi? What? They just make up their own rules. What do you... Didn't he seat him yesterday? He he was refusing to seat him. I mean, I it's just... I, he Mitch spoke McConnell, on the floor of the House? Yeah, he spoke on the... He's right, been seated. But yesterday, that was the story, is that he wasn't going to seat him. I'm like, I swear to God, they just... Remember. They're like any of those kids you played with that just cheated and made up their own rules during a game. You're like, wait, what? Mitch McConnell. I mean, oh my God. Tag, you're it. No, I'm not. Chris, who said, Mr. Speaker, after my recent election, you said something I must gently take exception to. You said Tom Swazi ran like a Republican. Let me be very clear, Mr. Speaker. I am a true blue, dyed-in-the-wool Democrat. Who said that? Christina Crawford. No, Tom Swazi. It's in the quote that he said. Tom Swazi. All right. Could have been Christina Crawford. Should we see? Should we see? Oh, it works. Oh, Pete's dog is on the line from Wisconsin. Hi, Pete's dog. Pete. Oh. Hi. Hey, good buddy every morning. Yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, the the squirrels are out back again, and uh, they're no, trying okay. to claim ownership of the tree. Yeah, okay. Um, so I've got a conspiracy snossage about the Supreme oh, Court. Oh, oh, wow! They they Hang on, that. hold, please. Oh my God, we blew oh. through a hard break. I've been right pointing at it. <laughs> I want to put a finer point on something that the judge said about how long the Supreme Court has and how its timing would affect the timing of the trial. When the stay was applied for by Donald Trump because of this argument on immunity, we were at December 7th, and he was 88 days to the original March 4th trial. Judge Chutkin has very publicly committed herself to giving Donald Trump seven months to prepare for trial. So that 88-day period, theoretically, is going to be one that she's going to seek to preserve. And that's why the timing here is so absolutely crucial. Oh, my God. Andrew Weissman, why on God's green earth did the Supreme Court not take the case earlier when the special counsel sought review directly from the district court? They have really played into Trump's hands. And it's hard to not say it's deliberate, whether it's ego or corruption or whatever. But let's talk to our friend. 
Carl. <laughs> Carl Frisch. Let's talk to our fancy Fairfax County School Board friend. CarlFrisch.com. Good morning, Carl Frisch. I mean morning. that ironically. Hello. <laughs> dark morning to you. Uh, it's a very dark morning. Um, Carl, I, your just initial thoughts when you heard yesterday. Well... We knew the day was coming. I think the timing is suspect, but um, I'm eager to get this dispatched as soon as possible. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's just, this is what I was afraid of. I was saying, I think they have, they are so arrogant that they're going to say, no, we have to take this, we have to put our stamp on it. But it, it, it will give Donald Trump the immunity he's looking for, <laughs> you know, even if they rule, uh, you know, against him, which, you know, that part would be like, if, if they actually rule, he, there's presidential, the complete presidential immunity, that'll, you know, forget it. <laughs> our system of, of laws is over. Well, I, I think what this does is it impresses upon the need for the American people to provide justice in the form of their vote um, by ensuring that he is never in the White House ever again. Yeah, I guess uh, we, we can be forgiven for saying we already effing did that. Um, let's, uh, yeah, yeah, hold, hold please. Tristan Snell said the Supreme Court heard and decided Bush v. Gore in three, oh, actually three days. Sorry, I thought mm -hmm. it was four, Carl. Um, boy, we've been talking ever since then. That was expediting a case of national importance. The Supreme Court apparently now thinks expediting means three months. Clearest evidence yet that SCOTUS is corrupt and broken. I mean, I, I guess that, that is the, you know, I, I, I guess that's the lesson, like you said. And I get it. We have to, like, pick ourselves up and brush ourselves off. But it is just, it is so infuriating. I think it is natural for us as liberals to have high hopes um, that... Um, the Supreme Court will do the right thing. But eventually we're going to learn <clears throat> that this is not the Supreme Court that brought civil rights uh, cases to the forefront and, um, you know, uh, improved the lot of millions of Americans. This is a Supreme Court that systematically sides with corporations. This is a, a Supreme Court that systematically um, uh, presents problematic cases uh, like overturning Roe. And so um, there's a reason why this court has an approval rating, I think, at 18% now. It's, the dropped, it's dropped 40 points in the last, right. I don't even know what period of time. So, um, you know, liberals have historically had a fondness for the Supreme Court, at least this, you know, the most recent generations of liberals because of its record on civil rights. Um, but that is not the Supreme Court that we're dealing with today. Yeah. Um. Victoria tweets, Hillary warned people every day the Supreme Court was on the ballot. She said if you didn't want to vote for her, <clears throat> vote to protect the court. But in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, 800,000 Democrats voted third party. She only lost by 77,000 votes. Maybe the trick is to stop repeating the same errors over and over again. And I can't ha help, you know, it, Carl, but it's on the, the heels of this uncommitted vote in Michigan, which I understand, but I, we already particularly perilous time in our democracy um just your thoughts as a longtime campaign strategist well i think people have a choice and you know uh, i think protest is fine um but this november um when push comes to shove um there are only two choices on the ballot that will have any substantive impact and that is voting for donald trump or voting for Joe Biden. Right. 
and a vote for anybody other than those two is a vote for Donald Trump. Um, you know, so as we call him, His Excellency Eric Holder. Mm-hmm. Echoed your thoughts, Carl. He said, there is no cavalry coming, no miracle solution, no saviors. In the end, we, the American people, not any of our institutions, have to save our democracy by voting in defense of that democracy this fall. We are the cavalry. The responsibility is ours. Um, The only thing that, you know, gave me hope is I thought, "Eh, at least the good guys are in charge. (laughs) You know what I mean? We don't have to feel like, oh, the election's going to be stolen anyway because Trump and his corrupt, you know, clan are in charge. I mean, you have to just hope we're going to have to fight for every last vote and that every last vote is counted, right? Yeah, and I've, you know, I've seen some of the media talk about how liberals are fatalistic when it comes to this stuff, and that that's true. Um, you know, we saw George W. and Donald Trump uh, come into the White House without receiving the most votes. And so um, I think it's important that we channel that fatalism into something impactful and meaningful, um, and that is doing every single thing we can to make sure that Donald Trump is never elected uh, or never seated as let me, president. Let me explain my rage lasagna to you this morning, Carl. It starts in, two, well, it actually started before then, but it started in 2000. But when you think about it, the fact that Al Gore won that election, that if they had finished counting Al Gore, but, but some of these same justices that were working, as we said, as clerks, helped make sure they installed a Republican president in three days. That president is a war criminal who lied us into an unnecessary war. That was an unnecessary war. The fact that you're protesting, you don't like, you know, how Biden's dealing with Netanyahu or whatever. This is a war criminal. How many Americans, how many, right? First of all, died because he, 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 uh, the worst security failure in our history happened on his watch. Then we attacked the wrong country based on lies. I mean, oh my God, how, how many times must we say elections have consequences? Then you skip to 2016. And here we are today. The women have lost bodily autonomy. I mean, it, it's... I think you're right. The fine line is turning that rage into voting and not into depression and hopelessness, right? It has to be. And it has to, it can't just be voting either. Voting is not enough. Um, Everybody has the power to do something extra than voting. Even if you can't get out of your house, you can do things from home that will uh, increase the likelihood that that, uh, Biden wins. You can make phone calls. You can donate money. You can call your friends and tell them to get involved because you can't. So there, there is no shortage of things that one can do. And whenever somebody feels hopeless or helpless or that uh, we're doomed, that is the moment that they need to do even more. So let me get your take on again, in terms of what you can do. Uh, Black Knight says, Jack Smith really only has two options at this point. Stand pat, hope the Supreme Court moves as fast as possible, rules against Trump, uh, leaves enough time for a trial. Two, indict all of Trump's co-conspirators, including members of Congress, fake electors, etc., put out a massive speaking indictment so the public has the truth before the election. I, I am so tired, Carl, of us playing by some different set of, you know, Lady Bing rules. <laughs> you know, this is how we got here. Well, I, you know, um, I think a press conference is probably in order where things are detailed. Um, and I, I would support having these uh, unnamed folks uh, named and indicted, um, you know, assuming that they've got, uh, they've got the ability to do so and that some of these people are cooperating or whatever. Um, so, you know, I think people are probably recalibrating across Washington and, and uh, other places today. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it'll be very interesting to see how they proceed, but hopefully they do not proceed by just laying down and waiting. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, we've been mentioning this over and over. Ellie Mistal said there's nothing you care about that survives a 6-3 Republican court for a generation. Nothing. I don't know how many times the court has to prove that uh, for people before liberals unify and act. I mean, we've been talking forever about expanding the court. I mean, I just, you know, Carl, I think we have to fight differently. And, you know, with Mitch McConnell leaving yesterday, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I, I don't think anyone has done as much damage to this country, I would I would argue, uh, you know, other than Donald Trump would be Mitch McConnell. Yeah, and, you know, what's nuts about it is that he, he's likely to be replaced by somebody worse. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and so, you know, even Mitch McConnell... Bobby right, Kennedy has endorsed Rand Paul. Mm-hmm. That seems like a great idea. I thought you'd like that. <laughs> Just to complete the uh, loop of crazy. Oh my well, God. and then you've got John Cornyn and John Thune and yeah. Barris from Wyoming. It's like none of this is better. Um, and McConnell was awful. So that should tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Norm Ornstein. I'm just, you know, going through all the legal experts, Carl. The brutal reality, John Roberts' Supreme Court is an ally of Donald Trump by taking its time to evaluate the immunity case and then deciding to stretch out its decision-making under these extraordinary circumstances. They are giving Trump immunity should he win. Just awful. That's what I was saying is they know they are voting to give him immunity, even though, you know, they can say, oh, no, we voted that, you know, he doesn't have immunity. But they know exactly what they're doing, don't they? Yeah, and you know what's nuts about it is that um, if they do decide that he does not have immunity and he's elected, then you know the subject doesn't even get revisited for a number of years if Trump isn't impeached and convicted um, uh, by a future Congress. Um, last one, Mary Trump. The Supreme Court of the United States just reminded us with this corrupt decision that the insurrection did not fail, it never ended. I mean, that's a great point, but it's ironic, right? This, this, this trial is about, you know, about the coup, and they're basically enabling well, I, it to... I mean, how many justices were appointed by presidents uh, in recent years that didn't have a majority of the vote to get there in the first place? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, in a certain sense, it is all about preserving power and preserving paths for them to maintain power. Um, and that's what's dangerous about this. Um, and again... Um, anybody within the sound of our voices who's not taking this as a rallying cry to get up yeah. and get out and start doing things uh, needs to listen a little bit more carefully. Yeah, I mean, what? it's just all those, you know, friends that are like, oh, he'll, he gets away with everything, he'll get away, he won't pay a penny, he won't. I mean, that was the one sliver yesterday, Trump denied request to pause $454 million uh, fraud verdict. I love that he thinks that they're like a they're one of his contractors. Mm-hmm. How about you just take a penny on the dollar for what I owe? It's like what not? I mean, <laughs> what, at least like I will take any sliver of justice I can get. That they were like what no? <laughs> so I don't know now how he's going to get the money, but it, it's just the rest of us don't get to do that. No, and you know, but again, all of these things that he does in court are just designed to delay and obfuscate. Right. So. His lawyers are going to probably file more motions and different kinds of appeals and different requests until they're forced to, yeah. to do. Oh, my God. It's like he thinks he's on Let's Make a Deal. Oh, no. 450. No. How about you take 100 million and what's in this refrigerator freezer? Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Behind curtain number three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That lovely Carol Merrill is showing exactly. you right now. I don't think they're going to take $100 million and a dinette set. <laughs> 
Can I just say the kids loved that Carol Merrill reference? Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, Thank yeah. you, Carl. Well, Carl and the and I got stuff. it. I Carl, got it. Yeah, That's we all important. got it. All the olds got it. All right. Love you, Carl. <laughs> love you, Carl. <laughs> Thanks, Carl. <laughs> all right. She's your human fox blocker. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Um, yeah, Black Knight said, if I were Jack Smith, I'd drop the Ginny Thomas fake elector indictment tonight and totally implode the Supreme Court. Um, yeah, I... Jody, how are you feeling about Merrick Garland this morning? I have tried. It's not just this. I. It's because of letting the bull Hunter Biden, in, you know, investigation go on based on what has turned out to be a complete, you know, uh, Russian disinformation agent that, that, that Robert Herr bull there's a lot of i guess my point is there's a lot of bull and malarkey yes yes there's an extra malarkey but it just I, and like i say i know when we had adam schiff on like 11 billion years ago he was very impatient with mary garland based on what like the he god bless him and the january 6 committee and jamie raskin and what they produced i understand people's and glenn kirshner has been getting impatient for a long time and i, I always try i'm a libra so you know i try to See both sides. Can't wait to hear what Glenn has to say tomorrow. <laughs> Glenn may to, explode. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I know we obviously we love Allison Gill. I've taken some of her points to mm-hmm. heart, too, about, you know, the, <laughs> but this is the problem is we let Republicans block us. Mm-hmm. Do you know whether it's Mitch McConnell or anybody else? Like, yeah, I get it that it was Trump appointees that, you know, blocked Merrick Garland in the beginning. But it, it, it doesn't take a lawyer to go. This is insane that right. this has gone on this long. Um, Chris Hayes said, this is the MAGA court riding to the rescue to Trump and to try to rob voters of the crucial information as to his guilt. I am gobsmacked. I made the mistake of thinking even they would not be this craven. uh, Truly heinous. Uh, Marie in Atlanta, our uh, prosecutor, until we get a hold of Bonnie Wills. Okay. Hi, Marie. Good morning. Yes. Um, I think that a lot of the commentators have uh, given a best case scenario type of view as if there's a best case scenario to waiting till April to hear this case on, on uh, immunity yeah. and then deciding in June. But here's the thing. Rule three of the Supreme Court rules says that the court holds a continuous annual term commencing on the first Monday of October, ending the day before the first Monday of October of the following year. We all knew that. But it also says at the end of each term, all cases pending on the docket are continued to the next term. Oh, wow. So there is no obligation for them to do anything to, to submit an opinion and decide this at any time. Wow. They could take years. I mean, I, you know, at this point, I think it's already so obvious <laughs> they're trying to put their thumb on the scale for Trump and get him, you know, reinstalled. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, It's just... Marie, I can't imagine even as a lawyer, this is what I was saying about just our faith in our justice system in general is just hanging by a teeny thread, it feels like. Exactly. And an attorney who is authorized to practice before the Supreme Court can be disbarred from the court for conduct unbecoming a member of the bar. So what does that mean? (laughs) You know, we can't get rid of justices who are taking trips with rich guys. 
Yeah, it's you it's know. blatant. Can I can I? We only have about a minute left. Can you answer sure. the question? Mm-hmm. How did this judge let this trial, quote unquote, of Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade go forward? How how does this happen? Oh. Where someone on the defense, you know, basically decides to prosecute the prosecution? This is a situation where, as with all judges, what you look at is where they can exercise discretion. This judge is exercising discretion in favor of the Trump team all the time. Yeah. People don't realize it because he's smarter than Aileen Nutjob down in Florida, mm-hmm. but he is still exercising discretion in a way that favors the Trump team. So he's helping them dirty up the prosecutor so that the potential jurors, because this would ordinarily never be in an open court, Thank would you. ordinarily never be on, on TV. Yeah. Thank you. By a guy that was gossiping. Yeah. Oh my God. Dr. Doom next. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm alright song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Cause I've still got a lot of fight left in me. To another point that the judge made, when this Supreme Court wants to move fast, it absolutely is capable of it. Going back to Bush v. Gore, there were four days, Nicole, as you well know, between the Florida Supreme Court decision and the United States Supreme Court decision with briefing and oral argument in between. And yet here, Donald Trump made his application on February 12th, and we're gonna wait until April 22nd just to have arguments. So I am not overly optimistic right now. We would have to have a decision from the court that is more in line with the timing that Neil outlined like May in order to have a trial here that is completed before the election. Wow, what a show. <laughs> this 2024 election is already, I I guess it's good news, but just a sliver of, you know, a couple of slivers of, a judge in Illinois ruled that Trump should be removed from that state's presidential ballot because he engaged in insurrection. Judge Tracy Porter of Circuit Court of uh, Cook County. Let's all applaud good, honest judges. How about earlier this month, U.S. Supreme Court heard oral arguments in the Colorado case uh, with the justices obviously looking like they're going to... Uh, of course, of course, they're not going to rule against Trump in that one either. So then it, it just but it's I, it, these states know what apparently the Supreme Court, you know, refuses to admit is that this is an insurrectionist it, it, that they're they're getting ready to try to put back into the Oval Office. Um, this one, the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals upheld a judge's ruling from September that Mark Meadows had not demonstrated the alleged conduct that prompted his prosecution was related to his official duties in the Trump administration. Trying to overthrow the government isn't part of anybody's official duties in any administration. Thank you. Thank you. Including Trump. All right, I, I need I, I need a voice for a good news. If I'm going to get bad news, I want it from him because he's very handsome. Dr. Irwin Redletter joins us now. So we need more bad news. MSNBC medical expert. Dr. Irwin Redletter. Here he became Dr. Doom. Dr. Irwin Redletter is the founding director of the National Center for Disaster Preparedness and senior research scholar. Good morning, Dr. Doom. <laughs> Hi there, Stephanie Miller. How are you? <laughs> Not so good. 
Uh, you retweeted Eric Holder, who I already mentioned his tweet. There's no cavalry coming, no miracle solution, no saviors in the end. We, the American people, not any of our institutions, have to save our democracy by voting in defense of that democracy this fall. And you just said the point he makes is critical. The institutions we used to depend on to sustain American democracy are failing us. Everything will depend literally on individuals doing their civic duty in ballot boxes across the country in November. Um, Amen to that. You know, this is, look, this is our last stand, basically. And I, I think uh, instead of moaning over what was entirely predictable about the Supreme Court, uh, because... Actually not. Trump- Every legal expert predicted <laughs> that they would do the right thing and not take the case at all, because that legally is what they should have done. Uh, yeah, I'm saying, but instead of kind of mourning that, that the structure of the court and who appointed those justices, uh, I think we need to move on. The Congress is a freaking disaster. Yeah. Uh, Biden is doing whatever he can do. And, uh, you know, so the three branches of government, two of them are dysfunctional and in Trump's pocket. And so what we have left, and I'm actually, Stephanie, I'm optimistic that the American public will not allow 10, 20, 30 million members of a powerful Trump cult to take over this country. I don't Wait think it's going to happen. What is and happening? Dr. Doom is bringing this little Mary Sunshine this, this morning, yeah. and I'm Mrs. Doom. What's happening? <laughs> you know, well, I, what I would like is to be called Dr. Cheerful. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Happy's here. Yeah, he's tired of the, of wow. the nickname. <laughs> wow. Yeah. wow. No, no, I think it's really important that we not sink into desperation yes. Yes. And, and such such no. depression that we can't function i've said because that you have function. to use the rage use the, the anger and not not make it because that's what they're hoping is that we'll just despair yeah. and be hopeless and like oh my god trump is going to get away with everything we're done that's it but we're not and, and we're really not and, and speaking I, of the bad guys like putin that the bad guys are going to win you know as you tweeted we see a brutal autocrat hell-bent on destroying ukraine one of our strongest democratic allies killing and kidnapping civilians including children committing countless war crimes republicans members of congress see this as political trump-pleasing gamemanship how morally bankrupt have we become in the meantime we are fully committed to helping the extraordinary brave and resilient children of ukraine see a future of peace and opportunity um, you know, and you're doing your part, of course, over there. We've linked to your great work again. But, uh, you know, I don't. So what's the latest? They, they're going to kick the can down the road a couple of weeks on yeah. a shutdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, what a pathetic lack of leadership in this it Republican is, it Party. It is pathetic. And I think, uh, you know, I wish, uh, you know, who knows what they actually are thinking. You know, Mike Johnson, the, uh, you know, the House leader uh, is from Shreveport, Louisiana. And I'm hoping that at some point, maybe his own constituency would say to him, you know, Representative Mike Johnson, this is, you're going too far. You're going too far. We have to do the right thing at some point. Um, But I don't know. I'm kind of weirdly optimistic that things will turn around. But in the main, the problem with Ukraine, Stephanie, is that while we're waiting for things to turn around, people are literally dying i i saw 20 days of mariupol which is this documentary i guess it's up for an oscar i don't know whether anybody's seen it it is unbearably tragic and depicts the outright cruelty of putin's troops in ukraine it's not even war it's like how can we kill as many civilians as humanly possible you see images of tanks rolling down the street in mariupol the turret spins, 
and the guns are pointed at a maternity hospital, which they fire on. These are not accidental, you know, uh, you know, missiles missing targets. These are deliberate attacks on things like a maternity hospital. Yeah, it is heart wrenching. But it is one. By the way, before you call us, yes, we also care about innocent Palestinians being killed as well. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's. Yeah, go ahead, Doc. Well, we do. You know, Naomi Klein said this the other day, which I think is I actually put it up on my wall here. She said, when it comes to the choice between guns, a gun and a child, it's always got to be the child, no matter whose gun, no matter whose child. Yeah. And I think those are words to live by. And I look, it's like the whole world is in flames in some in some ways, looking at it in Sudan and in, uh, with the Uyghurs in China and all that. And uh, yeah. I think at the end of the day, one of the things about being a pediatrician for me has always been a lifelong uh, focus on what's happening to the world's children. And I think it's not good in so yeah. many places in the world, but that's what we have to deal with. Doc, I, yeah, I thought that your uh, Twitter account had been hacked because you also are Little Mary Sunshine on Twitter, and I was uh, <laughs> concerned for you. But uh, because one of our listeners, Marsha, said, uh, Dr. Doom, uh, I, I pray you're correct about, uh, you know, you said there there can be no let up in efforts to bolster Democrats' chances up and down the ticket in November. You said in the meantime, we need to work our behinds off as if we're losing. We can't leave anything to chance. And you just said, here's my take. No matter who else is running, Trump won't win in November. Impossible. Here's why. He runs a cult of true believers and has the overt support of elected officials who are too terrified to run against him or want to be in a Trump government. But no matter what they say publicly, they all know uh, or must know that Trump is a dangerous anti-democracy wannabe tyrant. As for the public, there are a lot of Trump no matter what voters, but at least one third are open to others. That number will grow. End of the day, there will be a lot of people who will pull the lever for, lever for Trump, but not enough to beat anyone in November. Take it from Dr. Doom, a man not prone to irrational optimism. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I it's you use the word weirdly. I feel that too. I'm weirdly optimistic despite how terrible things feel yeah. today on a lot of fronts. Um, yeah. Because... Yeah. I, you know, I'm wearing my abort the court shirt because I've been saying day after day, Doc, that I just think you we are you cannot underestimate the rage that women are going to be voting with based on everything, bodily autonomy, now IVF. You know, I mean, it's just on and on, right? You know, and almost in some ways, the details of of what's actually happening to women, women's health, women's rights, women's autonomy, are really just part of this whole cloth of insane attacks against 50 percent of the american population it's it's phenomenal but like you said steph i think when it comes time that first tuesday in november uh you are going to see exactly what american women think about this madman here that's uh running for office you know i think we would complete the women wearing maga hats right now that will not vote for him in november yeah. Once they no, you are. You are. Co- you are correct about what Republicans say behind closed doors. They hate Trump possibly more than we do. <laughs> I mean, so here's what would complete our uh, stupidest timeline in the world. Uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr. has endorsed Rand Paul <sighs> to replace Mitch Sorry. McConnell. Yes. <laughs> he said, "We need representation who will prioritize American wellness over all else." Oh God. <laughs> I believe Rand Paul would be an incredible successor. He's shown great judgment. Okay, <clears throat> Dr. Doom, <laughs> I, you know there's currently a measles outbreak in Florida, right, because of the anti-vaxxer oh, yeah. surgeon general. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I, 
It really is a battle between... It's an IQ test, as everybody keeps saying, you know, in you're, November. You're, you're winding me up, Stephanie. Okay, you're, you're winding Sorry. me up, Sorry. and I'm going to try to control myself. You were too happy for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm too happy for you. Karen, Stephanie said I'm too happy for her. What? <laughs> Dial yeah. it down. So, yeah. Anyway, no, this is... Uh, it's pathetic. Bobby Kennedy Jr. is one of the most disappointing human beings mm-hmm. in yeah. our country. It, yeah. it is... It is astounding to me that somebody would suggest Rand Paul having a major leadership role. Uh, I mean, he, he is abominable. He's a doctor. He's, I feel like he's a traitor yeah. to basic scientific and public health understandings. And, uh, you know, it, it's just pathetic. And I don't really understand where Bobby Kennedy's going with this, except to be a spoiler. He must have some deep-seated resentment. Man. that uh, it would take a real shrink to try to figure out, but it's, yeah. it's completely nuts. Speaking of doctors, so, so the president had his physical yesterday. I thought, God, he's been on a roll lately. Mm-hmm. He is really funny. On Seth Meyers, and yesterday mm-hmm. they said, what did the doctors say? And they, he said, they said I look too young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Got a big laugh. But, uh, yes, uh, he, the president feels well. The test identified no new concerns. Uh, what, here's the other thing. At least we can trust this is a real doctor mm-hmm. and not some quack Trump sycophant that's going to lie about his weight and his health and everything else. Um, President Biden is a healthy, active, robust 81-year-old male who remains fit to successfully execute the duties of the presidency. Um, you know, Doc, and then reporters are still like, did he take a cognitive test? And they're like, the doctor didn't he feel he to. needs a cognitive test. Like, it's just, again, that's also the reality. We see him on his bike. We see he's a vigorous 81-year-old man. You can see what Trump looks like. I mean, it's just... And you can see what his actions are and what he's been doing and what he's been leading, and uh, which is where the rubber hits the road, as they say. You know, this guy is a functional, high-functioning president with the kind of values that Americans should appreciate, period. Yeah. And the other guy is nuts. I mean, what, you know, he, he's a... I'm I'm not allowed to say you've that. Broken, you've can't. broken the Goldwater rule, diagnosing <laughs> someone without treating oh, them. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I thought pediatricians are allowed to diagnose mental illness. On yes, and, and, toddler, and toddlers like Donald Trump, yes. By the way, you know, Barry Goldwater uh, actually said a lot of very powerful things yeah. about extreme government. Yeah. And, you know, looking back on some of these Republicans that were kind of, you know, Democrats reflexively rejected, a lot of powerful, appropriate Republicans. Yeah. He was very um, openly pro-gay, pro, you know, uh, uh, pro-choice. Yeah, he, 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 yeah, he, 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 he warned more than anything else about religious extremism in the Republican That's Party. That's what he warned yeah. about. Yeah. Yes. And I think we need to remember that now. And uh, unfortunately for the Republican leadership now, they have drifted into this hellish oblivion uh, of uh, falling under Trump's spell. And I think Hopefully they'll pay a price for that at the ballot box at some point. Yeah. But right now, it's very depressing. All right, you've dra- but you've dragged me into the light. I wanted to end on this. I don't know if you saw this uh, going around Twitter. This um, I, Her name is escaping me, giving a speech. Uh, Candace tweeted, I can't stop thinking about this. This woman donated $1 billion to the Albert Einstein School of Medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I, insuring tuition would be covered in perpetuity. 
This will create a ripple effect for generations. It goes far beyond uh, graduating debt-free. Without that stress over their heads, they will have a better focus for their education. They'll lead better lives. Their families will. Their patients. The positives are immeasurable. Contrast this with Elon Musk, who pissed away $44 billion on Twitter. I mean, the reaction of the students in that auditorium was just made Uh you cry. Well, you know, I, I can't remember her name is Ruth, and she was uh, the wife of uh, also a very generous guy who died a couple of years ago. And what she's doing should be a message to other billionaires, which we have a load of. Yeah. Do something good with your money, please. Yeah. Do something good with it. And to say that this message associated with this billion-dollar gift is extraordinary. Yeah. Uh, it shows a focus on values that are very meaningful to people. And uh, look, I, I, it's extraordinary. Yep. I, I think more should be happening. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Love you, Dr. Doom, or Dr. Happy, as we call I it. Dr. Happy. Happy now. Yeah. That's a name I have for something else. But love you. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Dr. Happy. That is great radio. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Frankie Figs on Twitter, our friend Frankie Figs. Is he friends with Tony Bubbles? Yeah. Tony Bubbles' friend. Frank Fagluzzi. <laughs> he tweeted, Trump on NATO countries. They have to pay up. Trump on his own New York uh, uh, bond requirement. Let's make a deal. Yes, yeah. thank you. Thank you, Frankie Figs. Oh, my God. By the way, just I know in all the Supreme Court hubbub, Donald Trump has committed another crime, perjury. Uh, Trump testified under oath that he is worth $10 billion. He claimed he had over $3 billion in tangible assets mm-hmm. and over $400 million in cash on hand. Trump just told the appellate court he has roughly $100 million and needs time to sell assets to come up with the remaining balance uh, to put a bond for his appeal. So Trump lied under oath. That's another felony. It never ends with him. It's just, you know, hard to keep track of the numbers on the Donald's board. Okay. Uh, Karen in Chicago. Hello, Karen. Hello. He's being treated so unfairly. Yes. Oh, yes. my God. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my You're God. fake crying. Um, That's cute. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, so listen, I if you will allow me, if I have the time, um, I am going to be the Scottish Glenda the Good Witch this morning. Okay. Oh. And I want to say, dinner fash, lassies. And that is don't fret, ladies. The reality is we have always had the power. We had the power in 2010, and some of us didn't show up to help Obama. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. had the power in 2016, and some of us protest voted, didn't show up, or voted for Trump. We have the power. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you guys, could have but I wasn't we waiting to. for the courts. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, we, I wasn't waiting for the courts. Okay, I always knew that our power is our vote. And now people need to understand this. Every trend since we got out in March, the day after he was installed, all of us women, millions and millions of women, we have been gaining momentum. And the trend is upward. We need to turn out again in November and say, be gone, you have no power here. Exactly. You could have gone home anytime you wanted to. I just felt like Dorothy should have strangled that bitch. Really? Really? I could have gone out. You could have told me that a long time ago. Okay, 29 minutes after the hour. Dana Goldberg coming up and Dean Obadala.
The other thing I want to point out that, and maybe this is just because I'm a word parser, both of these gentlemen know very well that's an occupational hazard, <laughs> but the question presented is about to what extent a former president enjoys presidential immunity from criminal prosecution for conduct alleged to involve official acts. Alleged according to whom? Because if you ask the special counsel whether the actions and conduct implicated in this indictment were official acts, their answer would be no. And the court's obligation is to take the facts alleged as true. Uh, thank you, uh, Lisa Rubin. One more on that point. So the question I have here is, who's alleging it? Is it Trump's allegations that they were official acts? Because if we look back at the briefing that's already occurred, according to him, these were official acts. And yet the special counsel's office takes a very different view. I'm very troubled by the <coughs> word alleged here and what role it plays in the disposition of this case. <sighs> troubled by all of it. Uh, hello, James Got in Chicago. Trouble in River City. Hmm? Got trouble in River City. <laughs> trouble everywhere. Hi, Stephanie. How are you today? Hi, James. Oh, fantastic. Hi. You know, uh, I hit a double whammy last night. I read the article about uh, the Supreme Court, and then I read one where Jim Jordan and his crew are subpoena, uh, subpoena, oh, I can't say it, <laughs> Merrick Garland. No matter the, how uh, you say it, it sounds tape. dirty, but yes, subpoenaing. Yeah. Yes. For the, the videotapes from, uh, you know, the her report. <laughs> and all I could think of was, so now they want to get the video so they can put out campaign ads for uh, Trump. Yes. Uh, you know, showing Biden, you know, in the deposition. Yes. And, and speaking know. of the theme of the day, James, about they do not play by the same rules. Yep. They have all defied subpoenas and they have the balls yep. to mm -hmm. sit there and go, oh, Hunter Biden. And, and God bless him. He was indignant as he should be yesterday, mm -hmm. Hunter Biden, and a, a bit emotional. I, Jared Moskowitz was great on just this BS that, that on top of the Supreme Court yesterday, this Hunter Biden thing again. This impeachment of Joe Biden, the impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden is literally uh, on life support. Uh, every one of their informants uh, has proven to be a liar. Two of them have been indicted. One of them for trying to sell being a Chinese foreign agent and selling uh, Iranian oil. The other uh, actually being a stooge for Russian intelligence uh, and duping uh, my colleagues across the aisle uh, with that 1023 form nonsense. Um, thank you. Yes, Hunter Biden blasted the effort as baseless and MAGA-motivated conspiracies, a partisan uh, house of cards built on lies. Uh, one more, Jared Moskowitz yesterday. My hope is that this is the conclusion uh, of the Joe Biden impeachment inquiry because there is no evidence uh, whatsoever. Hunter Biden uh, has done some things incorrect. Uh, with the tax issue and with the gun issue, he's going to have to deal with that. But that has nothing to do with Joe Biden as the president of the United States. Exactly. Thank you. One last one, Jared Moskowitz. They have no case. Uh, and they've had no case from the beginning. And now it's been exposed that they have no case. Look, if they could impeach Hunter Biden, they would. They would love to impeach Hunter Biden. Uh, but they can't. So what they're going to do is they're going to prosecute Hunter uh, in the press. Uh, they're going to do that, in my opinion, until the election. Uh, but this has nothing to do with Joe Biden, has nothing to do with Joe Biden doing anything incorrect. It's why the impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden is ridiculous. Uh, and they don't even have the votes. Uh, even Chairman Comer kind of admitted that. 
And so this is literally all about trying to hurt Joe Biden's poll numbers in the press by constantly talking about the mistakes of his son. But there is no link to Joe Biden, no matter how many times they run the Newsmax and spread <laughs> Russian disinformation that they've been given. Thank you. Uh, Jamie Raskin said no one can state on their side what they think Joe Biden did, even as a private citizen, that would constitute some kind of criminal offense. Uh, He said this has been a comedy of errors from the start. The investigation is over at this point. There is nothing left to pursue. Jamie Raskin yesterday. The constitutional standard for impeachment is treason, bribery and other high crimes and misdemeanors. Uh, We're still waiting for our Republican friends to articulate what they think uh the high crime and misdemeanor is in this case we have gotten extremely far afield uh from the constitutional standard uh nobody can state on their side what they think uh joe biden did even as a private citizen uh that would constitute some kind of criminal offense mm-hmm. what i want to say Their most recent star witness, Alexander Smirnoff, is now in jail, uh, being held as a flight risk uh, after being indicted by uh, the special counsel who was named by Donald Trump, David Weiss, for lying to the FBI and creating a false documentary uh, record. So this has been a comedy of errors from the beginning. Um, All of the revelations that are in um, the legal pleadings filed by Uh, David Weiss now give a very strong whiff of a Russian intelligence operation. Um, And so I think that our colleagues uh, would do best at this point to fold up the circus tent and allow us to focus on something that would actually be of benefit to American people. Shay in Chicago. Hey, Shay. Hi, guys. Hi. Go ahead. Um, I'm just thinking Jack Smith should go after Jenny Thomas because he has all her texts that Mark Meadows um, she sent to Mark Meadows. He has the calls that she called all the different states to go in on the mm-hmm. fake electorate. Yeah, electorate. it's 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 time to take the gloves off, Shay. In my opinion, you know, I it, it, legally, I mean, I'm talking about it, but this just I I was so struck by uh, the way Dean Obadala joins us in just a bit. But this is how I felt. He said the anger filled my body. <laughs> I read the news yesterday, the GOP-controlled Supreme Court, of which three justices were personally appointed by Donald Trump, had just made it about impossible for Trump's criminal trial uh, for his attempted coup to take place before Election Day. This is what election interference looks like. Alarmingly, it also potentially helps usher in the end of our democratic republic. So don't let anyone tell you you're overreacting to yesterday, by the way. Uh, Pam in New Hampshire. Hey, Pam. Hey, Stephanie. You know what? No man's above the law. These judges are giving women death sentences. They're not following the Constitution. Maybe Biden should just claim martial law and he's got immunity because they have to think about it. So let him do what he needs to do and get rid of these jerks. See how fast they rule on it then. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Pam, that's the thing is I think we all know Joe Biden is too decent and law-abiding to do any of that. But yes, you're right. You're right. You're like Joe Biden could do X, Y, Z and they would all do it. Trump would do it. Yep. Mitch McConnell would do it. Yep. Uh, it, it. They're just... I recommend it. And just see how fast the SCOTUS comes back you with know, the ruling. It's like <laughs> one one of us is playing by, you know, f- like uh, approved rules. And the other is like is MMA mm-hmm. fighting. They're just gouging eyes and mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. And we're just like, oh, okay. It's battleship against your little brother. Thank you. Or your big brother. Big brother. Thank you. Uh, James in North Carolina. Hello, James. 
Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Sorry, I had a cake in my mouth. <laughs> oh, okay. Pardon, yeah. Cake. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, can you share with oh, the class? Yeah. No, yeah. Sorry, totally right. apologize. Please stop that. talking about that cake. <laughs> All right, it's good cake. By All right, way. good. Um, stop talking about wow. that cake. <laughs> I guess what I wanted to call about was not good cake, but um, the 100,000 people that didn't vote for Biden on the Michigan primary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was in my craw this morning as well. Yeah, well, I think the big issue I have with the discussion around it is the way media is talking about it as like, well, we can't really like point out that there's an issue with policy that 100,000 people are willing to not vote for Biden over. Rather, we have to be afraid of Donald Trump. So Trump is being used as a sort of lever to not talk about the policy change that needs to happen to get those people on board. Well, I think, I mean, I think the White House is talking about the policy change you know i think kind of been pushed towards changing policy because of the threat stephen beschloss said so we're supposed to think democrats sending biden a message in michigan is a reason for great alarm while gathering over 80 percent of the Mm -hmm. vote yet trump losing nearly a third of the vote to nikki haley is simply a landslide i don't Mm -hmm. think so i mean in terms of how the media is covering it as we said it's the same about the same protest vote that obama got in Uh, michigan i think the people in michigan were using democracy the way it's supposed to be used well let's hope they use it the way it's supposed to be used in november or we're not going to have one anymore sure Sure. let's go to uh kathy in albuquerque hello albuquerque kathy in albuquerque (laughs) (laughs) sorry i almost took a left turn there i'm sorry (laughs) kathy kirky yeah i wanted to ask your opinion i'm really upset also and i agree with you stephanie i think we need to fight the same way and coming, you know, when it comes to that um, impeachment of Mayorkas, mm-hmm. I was wondering what you thought about the Democrats standing together and tabling the motion to have a trial. I think Marjorie's head would explode because she wants it more than anything. And I was just wondering, we have to play the way they do. And even though they complain it would be unprecedented, this has never been done, I kind of yeah. think we should do it. And I was wondering what you think. About yeah, that. I, I just, yeah, there's, it, it, the problem is... <laughs> There's so much going on on a like an hourly basis in the Republican Party. It's hard to know, you know. Uh, okay. No, I want Marjorie to run that trial. I really want to see that. That just sounds funny. By the way, Glenn Kirshner on the uh, fraud trial, he said apparently Trump thinks he can treat the court like he treats the people with who he contracts to do work for him. I'll give you 25% of what I owe you. Take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. He really does believe the rules don't apply to him. That's the whole. And if you look at the Supreme Court ruling yesterday, you can forgive people for going, oh, see, they don't. They don't apply to him. Right. Uh, Chris, who said uh, he's a sociopath? One of the things that needs to happen this year is we need to start talking about Donald Trump's mental state. This is not a well man. Darkwing Duck. No, it was uh, George Conway. Close. Sociopath. (laughs) Nuclear codes. Okay, Sunday Divine says, Ron Johnson is not the Johnson who believes that men and dinosaurs coexisted. That's Mike Johnson. Ron Johnson is the Johnson who spent 4th of July in Moscow. Mm-hmm. If you're having trouble keeping your Johnson straight, Lauren Bobert will have to be happy to lend a hand. <laughs> That's funny. That was funny. That's funny. <laughs> or Donald Trump does the double, the double Johnson dance. He does. Boop, 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 boop. Okay. <laughs> I like your sound effects. His, that's it. Yeah. That's how it sounds is for that, him. Is that more realistic than yes. Yes. the other kind? Uh, yeah. It sounds a lot more like boop, 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 boop. I'm going to do that Donald if I ever give one so of those small. again. If you ever get one of those? If I ever give one of these or again. Or like two. You're, you're doing two. Unless you're milking the... Yeah, is it an udder? What are you doing? 
Noel Kassler, our friend, uh, says, uh, when Mitch McConnell jumps ship, you know it's getting dark. Getting out of Dodge in November so he's long gone by January and whatever crazy MAGA uh, is dreaming up reminds me of Bill Barr stepping down. Yes. Uh, man made much uh, life much worse for many in the USA during his venal reign in the GOP. Um, by the way, someone thanked him at least for not dying so we can all talk this about him that we he deserves. We'll be still here. You don't have to... Tragedy plus time. Uh, <laughs> Noel also said, when I use the term white mediocrity, it's men like McConnell I refer to, kowtowed to corporations and country club types while blocking health care and education for his own constituents, screwed over the people of Kentucky for the love of money. His awful leg- legacy lives on in SCOTUS. Um, when the inevitable think pieces come out on McConnell's legacy, I hope they will include 13-year-old girls who are pregnant and can't get an abortion because face thought SCOTUS was his domain. When confronted with talent and vision in Obama's administration, he acted like an ass. Vote blue. Oh, thank you. All right. I Joe in Wisconsin. Hello, Joe. Hey, I've got a another point of view first of all love you guys thank you love you love you love you that is another point of view to the people that don't enjoy us yeah thank you very much okay (laughs) we should be happy because they've laid out we know now that we can't rely on the government and stuff to take care of this guy we are like the kansas city chiefs at the end of the super bowl (laughs) we know what we have to do taylor swift is on our side you're right (laughs) you're right yeah, we, we got to shake it we, off. We don't need to waste our time and energy complaining about yeah. this stuff. And I'm not. I mean, I'm upset too. Yeah, Joe, you are but, correct. We knew he was trouble oh, when he walked in, and we just got to shake it off now. Shake it off. Go to the polls. Is that your point? Egg, I knew you had to go there. Cool. Okay. <laughs> all right, fantastic. Thank you. That's all. Thank I you. Love you. Thanks. Oh, sorry. Oops, I thought no. I hung up on him. Nope. Nope. Wow. This is this isn't working anymore. He's going to be on the phone with what me happened? forever. I don't know. What'd you do? I didn't do Did anything. It's not working. Okay, well, Joe's going to be my co-host for the you rest of the probably. show. Yeah, it's not doing anything. Okay. Stephanie Miller, one of the most popular and funny liberal radio hosts in the country. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. show was Chardonnay's first album, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm a little lost in the whole cert and stay legal. All right, we'll talk to Dino Badal, our legal lad. He did grant the stay. In, in, in just a few minutes. minutes. Okay. I didn't think it would be on the test. What? Okay. Law is hard. It is hard. I, I was saying during the break that my communications law class was the hardest class I took in, in yeah. college. Yeah, I don't even watch Law and Order like she does. Okay, listen, all I know is that this could sucks. Start. The Supreme Court sucks and blows. <laughs> Both. That's hard to do sometimes. All right. It is. This we're just playing because we need something happy clappy. And also we like to say Marie. Harf! <laughs> Did you, you think your cat me. was barfing? You scared me. Harf! I know her last name is yeah. unfortunate. Right. Harf. But, but at, right, even she's like, mm-hmm. they're calling it out on Fox what's mm-hmm. happening on the border bill. Yeah. President Biden put on the table more uh, tough border restrictions than any Democratic president in history. 
came to Congress, Republicans agreed with him, and then a bunch of Republicans walked away for political reasons. So I think he should do both. I think he should do the policy. I think he should say, here's some of the things we've already done. Here are things we're going to do more of. We need to get more resources. We need to get shorter wait times. We need to get all of those things that were in this bill. I hope he says all of that, but he should remind people that he came to the table and said yes, and conservative Republicans walked away from it to help Donald Trump. Yes. Amen. Absolutely. <laughs> I, that's what I said when I, I harfed up some Pinot Noir when I was like, oh, that was on Fox News. <laughs> the Daily Beast tweets, in a bizarre rant Tuesday night, Fox News star Jesse Waters declared it's not masculine to be seen licking an ice cream cone oh, in public because Joe got Biden did it. It didn't take long for images to emerge of Waters out and about enjoying ice, ice cream. And every other man alive, but okay. Uh, Tristan Snell, our legal lad, uh, said these are the questions the media should be asking about Fawny Willis. Who's paying to attack her? Who is paying for the legal fees? Where is all the money coming from? The public deserves to know. Thank mm-hmm. you. That was the stuff I was mad about before the Supreme Court yesterday. Mm-hmm. Is how did that happen? Your craw must have been gigantic yesterday. Oh my God. It full to the brim. I could barely fit my Pinot Noir in. Okay. Ah, beloved, I Oh, this one was funny. Sunday's divine again. Lauren Boebert's head is so far up Putin's ass she can see Sarah Palin's front porch. That's funny. That's funny. You're making John Fetterman mad. <laughs> He's a bigger man than I am. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Chris, you got some love from Frangela yesterday. What? Yes, you did. They said, okay, wait, y'all. Uh, Stephanie Miller just said Marion Williamson sees an opening and has unsuspended her campaign because POTUS only got 81.1% of the vote. Dean Phillips got 27 She got three. As radio guy Chris said, uh, she sees a path to victory. We are dead now. It's a path to victory. <laughs> it is a path to victory. Kelly says someone called her Chakra Khan. I think they're correct. <laughs> her, okay, her path to victory is one of those mazes that, that, that people follow, you know, in their in their little Zen garden. <laughs> Chakra Khan. Chakra Khan. Chakra Khan. <laughs> Chakra Khan. That's funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, by the way, uh, fine American Glenn Kirshner with a great thread. Mitch McConnell's legacy, at least in part, will be violating the Constitution by denying a president's Supreme Court nominee a confirmation hearing, ignoring the Senate's advice and consent responsibilities. McConnell then led Trump by the nose, orchestrating the degradation of the Supreme Court with the predictable results being a callous and conflicted Supreme Court, revoking women's constitutional privacy rights, damaging equality of educational opportunities for minorities, and unleashing business discrimination. Uh, cloaked in religious piety, McConnell also improperly orchestrated an acquittal at Trump's first impeachment trial, enabling Trump to launch a deadly attack on the U.S. Capitol. America will be better for Mitch McConnell's departure from the Senate. But we're going to get someone more. Good riddance. Good riddance. So this, we're uh, going to get somebody bad. Trending Rick Scott is on the what's Twitters. People are thinking it's. Ah! We're going to get someone worse. Ah! <laughs> what do you have to ruin every minute of my every day? Dean Obadala, our legal lad, joins us next. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm a right song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Cause I've still got a lot of fight left in me. He's losing all this, you know, he's getting crushed in court, as you talk about all the time. And, you know, suggesting that he's going to have another few months of really bad outcomes ahead of him 
when you look at all that together, right? Yes, you can look at a few polls where he's doing well. There's lots of polls showing Biden's doing well. But when you assess it as a political strategist who's been through elections, the warning signs for Donald Trump on the Republican side, they are blinking very loud. They're making very loud noises. This guy's a troubled candidate and he's positioned himself too far to the right. He's pushing away, you know, middle voters that he needs to, to gain more votes. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you, Simon Rosenberg. It only had um, an entire court in his pocket, though, that could come to his rescue. <coughs> okay, I need my friend. I need my legal lad immediately. Here he comes. Yes, it's Dean Yes, it's Dean Dean Hi, Dean. You can throw Good away. You. you can throw away your comedian and your radio show hat. <laughs> hey, I just law it now. What, how do I talk? Whatever you want me to talk super, about. Super. Just spin the wheel. Your super angry lawyer hat. <laughs> <laughs> angry lawyer hat comes up on the wheel. That's fine. Because last night was all anger in my show. I wanted to just scream on the subway, and no one would have even raised an eyebrow. But just when right. I read the, the information on the way to yeah. Sirius XM studios last night i couldn't believe it Could yeah well you gave us a it. preview that glenn kirshner was on your show he'll be on tomorrow and you said he was screaming <laughs> yes glenn's not a screamer he was very red yeah he was very red too his face was very, i was the concerned way, for a second i'm like the way you, know. you started your piece you just said the anger filled my body i mean that's the way to 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 read it dean i mean just you know mm-hmm. you broke all this down as a lawyer but you basically said this is what election interference looks like alarming it also yeah. potentially helps usher in the end of our democratic republic assuming we have elections in the future democratic presidential candidates going forward must pledge to expand the supreme court mm-hmm. to end the gop's judicial tyranny that has stripped women of fundamental rights weakened voting rights struck down laws to save lives from gun violence and now protected the 2024 gop frontrunner from being held accountable for his crimes before the election i mean you know and we were saying almost to a person dean all the legal experts are saying they're not going to take this because that's legally what should have happened right right? yeah the court of appeals decision was so well written and that's why people said you don't need to take it you could just say it's a firm we're not going to take it by them taking it there is some little teeny bit of me that's concerned they might change that court of appeals decision and give Trump not the broad type of immunity yeah. he wants where he can have SEAL Team 6 kill his opponents, but some kind of immunity for the four charges against him. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but why take the case if you're wow. simply going to affirm it? And that well, really concerns me deep down. They might be changing but, something to the Court of Appeals. They might not. They might just say we Dean, want to protect Trump and then have this hearing in yeah. late April. Yeah, give him the immunity anyway, just by giving him the right, delay exactly. the delay That's he wants. Doing. But Dean, you're right. Other experts were saying that last night. That means some number of them it must be must have said, you know, like what you just said, that yes, I, we're going to give, we think he has some kind of immunity. It is astounding, isn't it, legally? It is. They're not, look, this Supreme Court, this is the most grotesquely partisan Supreme Court we've seen in our yeah. lifetime. I was just going to say, it's not legal anymore. This is political. No. This doesn't make any legal sense. I've told people now for years, look at what the GOP platform is on an issue, their position, and then they reverse engineer it in terms of law to get to that. That's what they did. They did it in a union case with Janice a few years ago to strike that, make it harder for unions to do their job, to Roe v. Wade, to the gun case here, the Bruin versus New York case from about two years ago. One after the other, making it harder for the federal government to regulate, to ensure we have clean water and clean air. They don't even want that because it cuts into the profits of the corporations yeah. that fund the super PACs and Republicans. This is like corrupt. If you write about the Supreme Court like decades ago, 
it's for sale or something. This is unbelievable what we're living through right yeah. now. And this, the idea of delaying the trial, and that's what they're doing. They're delaying the trial to probably the fall, if not beyond the election, to be blunt. It's more likely beyond the election, but there's a teeny chance it happens in the fall. It's, it's the immunity he wanted. You're so right. It's the immunity he wanted without saying it in terms of law, but Thank doing you. it in terms of practice by delaying the case so we can't have it before the election. Well, and Dean, you made a point in your piece that a lot of people have been making. They, to claim this is expedited, quote-unquote, <laughs> is undermined by how they recently handled the appeal of the Colorado you know, dis- court decision that uh, disqualified him from holding office because of the insurrection you know, clause. Uh, you said in that case the courts agreed to take the appeal on January 5th. Was that hearing two months later? No, it was 30 days later. Um, and you said it's it, based on the oral argument in that case, it's clear the GOP court will protect Trump and rule he's not disqualified from holding office. And then you talked about Bush v. Gore, which we've been talking about all morning, that uh, you talk about the Bush campaign when they uh, petitioned the GOP-controlled U.S. Supreme Court then for a stay of the recount. It was granted the next day, two days later. You went through the whole thing. It took less than a week. <laughs> That's yeah, expedited. Less than a week. They got what they wanted. And Bush three appointed. Three Supreme Court right. justices now. Right. Three of the Supreme Court justices now. Uh, Kavanaugh, Roberts, and Amy Coney Barrett were lawyers working on Bush v. Gore on Team Bush, you might imagine. And one other point is a practical matter. There's no need for a two-month delay. All the legal issues have been briefed and argued at the trial court level for the federal judge and the U.S. Court of Appeals. It's the same issue. There's no need for a two-month delay. They could have expedited this in two to three weeks from now. It's the same briefs. And then come right in and argue it. And then at least would say, well, look, they're moving in good faith. And my point of my article was to remind people, Jack Smith in December, when Trump was appealing to the U.S. Court of Appeals, went to the Supreme Court directly and asked them, take this case now, because he knew they're going to have to take it eventually. And they said no in December. So they were setting up a delay because we knew exactly what was going to happen here. Right. And that's they delivered the delay that they wanted in December. And it's the it's the Republicans, not the three Democrats, it's the Republicans on this protecting the Republican frontrunner for the 2024 nomination. It's, it's stunning. And you said the justices like Trump see the recent polls that show Trump will lose badly if he's convicted of felonies before Election Day. For example, uh, you're talking about December Times poll of, of key swing states showed uh, Trump going from a four-point lead on a Biden to a 10-point deficit if he's convicted. That's a huge 14-point swing. And you said this is partisan election interference, mm-hmm. period, Dean. Yeah, I, that's what this is. They see that, too. We, they live in the real world. They're Supreme Court justices, but they don't live in a bubble in some kind of like special place where they don't hear the news. They see this as well. I'm curious to see what the questions will be. It could end up being 9-0 against Trump, but we'll get the decision when. Look, they expedited mm-hmm. the 14th Amendment case. That oral argument was almost a month ago at this mm-hmm. point. So yeah. even if they did this quickly, we're talking about a decision late May, early June. And then he gets to get at least three months to prepare because that's due process. He's guaranteed that because... That's what Judge Chutkin said he needed. They would have the March trial date, and they paused the underlying case in December. He'll get the three months. That's what brings us to September. And the question is, will a federal judge have a trial of the Republican nominee in September? Jury selection, you have the trial. They they might not even have a verdict by the time we actually have the election or right around it. I don't know. It's a set of legal dominoes, Dean, that you're right. And we talked about Joyce Vance saying, Mm -hmm. if you rush the trial... Then you've got more grounds for appeal. So now mm-hmm. if it's overturned on appeal, I mean, it's just a mess. And I got to say, I, you know, I'm a Libra, so I can never decide how I feel. Depends on who I talk to last. But I've tried to be fair about Merrick Garland, you know, but you've been 
way early <laughs> on. Face. Yeah, he's like, no, no, no you've no, been no. way. I mean, Don't because be now fair. we've no. had the Hunter Biden prosecutors, we've had the Bob Hur thing. We've had, but you know, I, because I was, you know, we were talking about Allison Gill's been talking a lot about that. You know, it took them forever to confirm Garland, and then there was a lot of Trump appointees in there that C blocked him, and I, I some of that is valid. But you're right; it doesn't take sure. a lawyer to go, "What the actual f? How could this, this is exactly, exactly what we were trying to avoid." Right. Merrick Garland, right. Merrick Garland was confirmed in March 2021. Two weeks before Merrick Garland was confirmed, Donald Trump made his first per- public appearance at the January 6th, spoke at CPAC, and the headlines were he's teasing a 2024 run. At that point, Merrick Garland should have simply appointed a special counsel because yeah. it was clear the guy who gave him his job, Biden, was going to run against Donald Trump. That's the pro- to me, that was the yeah. greatest failure of Merrick Garland. The delay of a year to investigate Trump, which is now documented by the New York Times Washington Post, it, it inexcusable but also to me he he should have known himself he's a judge for 20 years not really a prosecutor he didn't want to investigate the leading political candidate against democrats i understand that pick a special counsel then not wait two and a half years to do that so to me the the greatest failing of merrick Owen was not doing that i don't in any way say he's corrupt or sinister or he's a republican trying to help them no he's just too timid he wanted to stay out of it he want right he wanted to stay out of it he thought Trump would go away. I think most people really thought the guy would disappear. That Everyone thought case. Hillary was going to win. Like, this is what I'm, I'm saying, Dean. You're absolutely right, is we play by different rules. We bend over backwards to, you know, be, talk about Mitch McConnell leaving yesterday. He's the one that wouldn't let, you know, Obama talk about Russian interference in the 2016 election, right? I mean, it just, and, and, and time after time, and, and, we play by the rules and like, okay, so we won't, you know, because he, he won't make a bipartisan statement, so we won't say anything, and here we are today, right? And to remind people, as I think everyone knows, you know, Justice Scalia died in February of 2016, February. Yeah. And Mitch McConnell would not allow President Obama to nominate Supreme Court justice and allow a vote. We would have controlled the Supreme Court 5-4. It was 4-4, four to four, folks. Yeah. It would have been 5-4 Democrat control then. All the lives of millions of women right now would mm-hmm. be different. They would have a fundamental right to control their own future. Yeah. And Mitch McConnell was the reason it didn't happen. And then he helped Donald Trump get first you get in Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett, even though RBG dies in the last few months of the twenty twenty campaign. Mitch McConnell is his fingerprints are over all of that, but yeah. look, we gotta defeat Trump. Our anger we have right now yeah. towards if it's Garland or DOJ or the Supreme Court, yeah. use that. At the ballot box. That. Yeah. We have to win in two hundred and fifty days. We're two hundred and fifty days from November fifth. We have to win. We are the ones that are going to save our democratic republic that's, from the fascists of MAGA. That's why I love how you ended your piece, Dean, because you're right. They, we, they're going to hope it turns into hopelessness and despair and mm-hmm. depression for yeah, us. And you yeah. said you should be angry, very angry. But we now must channel our anger into defeating Trump. And I've repeatedly said we can't count on the courts, Jack Smith, or anyone else to save our nation from Trump. It's up to us. And come November 5th, we will do just that. Um, thank you for your happy clappiness on that, because... <laughs> Yay, you know, I feel good. Thank I, you. I know. I mean, that's some, Dr. Doom said that. I feel weirdly optimistic. I mean, you know, honestly, the best case scenario is he loses again in a landslide, and then the trials go forward, and he still goes to prison. You know, and we get justice, but, it, but it's a long time coming. I mean, let's just March twenty ta- fifth. Don't forget one quick yes. thing. March twenty fifth, New, New York trial here. Yeah, which is an election interference case that is going forward. Yes, it does it is. not look like that's going to be delayed. He will be a convicted felon by probably early May. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. Donald Trump will be a convicted felon, state crimes, not federal, Thankfully. by probably early May. 
So speaking of Russian interference, which was brought up because of Mitch McConnell and, you know, obviously uh, Moscow Mitch, as we call him. Mm -hmm. But interesting, Allison Gill said all this discussion about a Russian Russian election interference in 2024 alongside breathless reporting of an unremarkable, uncommitted campaign against Joe Biden. And no one's putting two and two together. Fascinating. She said, let me be clear. I'm not saying Russia invented the uncommitted movement and I'm not saying uncommitted voters don't have a valid and valid and real concerns. I'm saying Russia has a long documented history of exploiting these fissures it's what they do and that's exactly what happened sure. in 2016 so i know you you wrote another piece about the uncommitted because mm-hmm. you're obviously you're yeah, part think, palestinian think, you have a, a very specific right. and and understandable think, and emotional point of view about sure. this and I, can i just say quickly dean I've said this to Chris, is that Jody and I use the word patricending, that we feel like a lot of men have been very patricending. Just calm down paternalism (laughs) about Roe v. Wade, about all this. I don't want to take that tone with with, uh, voters that have an issue that is very, very emotional and personal to them like it is for you to Mm -hmm. go, oh, they're there now, now. They'll come back in November. It's okay. You know, I I understand it's it's life and death. It's a really important issue. So. I want to put that out there, but but just talk about in the light of what happened yesterday with the Supreme Court, just how you're feeling about the protest vote against uh, Biden. I think, look, that was an important vote. The idea of smearing it as Russian propaganda is despicable to me, I have to be honest with you. But that's well, I think Russia, Russia, opinion. Russia they is in Russia that. is in social media, ginning up anything oh, yeah. that are uh, oh, differences different. between Americans. So they are in they are they're in all sure. of it. Anti-vax, racial issues, the Middle East. The, the idea that Arabs and Muslims are not allowed to speak out is really what I'm getting a message from some fellow Democrats. I have to be honest with you. And I think, first of all, they're oblivious to one big thing. It's not just Arabs and Muslims. I, in my article yeah. I wrote, I have a new one from MSNBC yeah. coming out. I got it. The coalition that wants a ceasefire and wants President Biden to do more, and he is working at it. And that's the truth. And his tone has changed, as I know. So there's some good movements here, and that's really good. But the coalition, as James Carbone, who's not a big liberal, he's like a moderate Democrat, was on MS and CNN saying, Biden, I don't think he gets it. He goes, this is the Democratic base. It's tearing the Democratic Party apart. Just two weeks ago, the AME Church, one of the biggest black denominations in the country, called for a ceasefire and to stop military aid to Netanyahu. A weeks before that, 1,000, more than 1,000 black ministers. These aren't kids on TikTok, black yeah. ministers, saying President Biden has to do more. And they talked about, and they were in swing states like Georgia, their concerns that black voters were not going to vote for Biden because of this. Now, look, we are 250 days away. Things are going to shift. There's a big coalition of people when they watch Gaza and we look at our morals, our values as Democrats. It's not consistent. It truly is not. The, the bombing, the killing. It's not. Hamas is terrorist attack. Horrific. The yeah. idea that and we would never support. I would never defend Hamas. They got to. They got to release the hostages. I mean, it's just. Yeah. It's you know this issue. Let me just. Right, and Hamas offered that in their last deal, and Netanyahu said yes, no because he, he didn't like the idea of. Oh, Netanyahu's the awful. Uh, right, but, but let I'm me. Saying, it's I, not like. Let me just. We have another segment. I don't want because I know people are going to say. Oh I'm no, good. Right, right. And being right. <laughs> whatever, but we're way long. Let me just. We have another one. Another segment. Awesome, awesome to the max. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Dean Stephanie Miller. Yeah. Well, we were having fun until the Supreme Court. I, yeah. You were the first tweet I read, Dean. You said, can you believe this at the Supreme Court? <laughs> That's 
sums it up. But listen, we only have a couple of minutes left. You had a meeting with uh, Secretary Blinken, you were telling us uh, during the break. Just talk to us about that and whether you think there is a possibility for a ceasefire. Soon. I, I think there, the meeting was in late January. I was invited along with seven other Palestinian Americans to the State Department and with Secretary Blinken and a few others of his staff. But it was a listening. He spent 90 minutes listening. Yeah. Most of the people there had lost family members, 20, 30 family members in Gaza. Mm-hmm. And some showed pictures of their family killed by U.S. weaponry used by Netanyahu's military. And I'll tell you, Secretary Blinken, very empathetic and compassionate. And that was when he was about to go to the Middle East, and he thought a ceasefire was going to happen in a week. That was a little over a month ago. It's clear from the press release afterwards that Netanyahu was the reason it didn't happen. He has his demands. He's the leader of his country. He has his demands. But the result is Biden was very frustrated. That's why we saw stories about President Biden saying, calling Netanyahu the A, an A-word, A-hole, yes, a-hole. and impossible True. to work with. True. And But I think this time, and I haven't spoken to the State Department since, I think this time they're going to be closer. Ramadan starts the end of next week. Yeah. They want to cease fire. I think we're going to find a temporary one that hopefully leads to a long succession of end of violence and, and the end of Hamas through economic strangulation, yeah. not the strangulation of the people of Palestine, not the, yeah. the two million in Gaza who are just starving, yeah. literally starving, chasing airdrops of humanitarian aid from Egypt, Jordan, France is involved, UAE. People swimming into the ocean. Get we the cannot drops. have you on literally enough. Listen to Dean's show right here on Sirius <laughs> XM Progress. Yes. Dean, we love you. Please come back soon. Love you too. All right. Take care. Dana Goldberg, next. That a substantial chunk of Haley voters are not just open to voting against, open to voting against him. They're open to voting for Joe Biden, mm-hmm. and we haven't seen polling like that where people, a chunk, a big chunk, it's different numbers, but it's you know, forty percent of Haley voters in Iowa, over fifty percent in South Carolina, have said they're willing, they're open to voting for the candidate on the other side. The last time we saw data like that was in, in the nineteen eighty four election. It's been. 40 years that we've seen some kind of potential for a significant crossover. Thank you, Simon Rosenberg. We needed some happy clappy mm-hmm. news. We need, who's feeling voty? I'm feeling voty this morning and ragey. I'm ragey and voty in the morning. I'm going to feel voty on Tuesday. Yeah, okay, here we go. I already voted. So when I add all this up, right, Joe Biden is a good president. The Democratic Party is strong, winning elections all across the country. The Republican Party is broke and broken and position themselves far more extreme and dangerous than they were you know, in all these elections that they've been losing, you know, I would much rather be us than them as we hurtle, you know, deeper into 2024. Yep. And if you thought Supreme women were mad at the Supreme Court before, oh, you just wait. <laughs> okay, wait. I need one more. He is underperforming now in four states uh, inconsistently. He is he's spending more money than he's taking in right now, which is a terrifying thing for a candidate at this point in an mm-hmm. election. He's um, his party is broke. They're replacing the leadership in in what is becoming a very controversial and debilitating process at the RNC. Um, We've had dozens of party leaders all across the country indicted in the effort to overturn the election who played critical roles in in Trump's reelection in 2020. Um, He's, you know, the Republicans in the House are abandoning ship and leaving and retiring in unprecedented numbers. 
Uh, but you know how I know for sure everything's going to be better? Oh. Because Dana's here. Raised by a wild pack <laughs> of Jews, here's Dana Goldberg. Goldberg's here. Make it better, Dana. Live up to your advertising jingle. Listen, I love following <laughs> Dean Obadala because I have nothing legal to say, just conspiracy theories and dad jokes. So you don't have to worry <laughs> about me bringing you down with facts today, people. <laughs> I mean, I were you surprised by the Supreme Court ruling? Obviously, most of our legal experts <laughs> said they aren't going to take this because that's what would happen in a normal legal world. But we're not in that anymore. We're in a partisan hack political world. Absolutely. And I don't think they're going to give him immunity. What I do think they owe him favors and they're just going to delay, delay, delay. This is the one way they can do it. Well, we still know that they're partisan hacks, but this is the one way they can do it without actually breaking any sort of, I mean, creating a a king in this country. Yeah. I mean, there's no way he's going to get full immunity, but this is all they can do because they owe him favors. And so am I surprised? No. Am I disappointed? Absolutely. I said Biden should just cancel the election until That's Trump's trials are over That's and have an ice cream party. Yeah. Yeah. And, and have a, but the Supreme Court would rule on that in a toot, toot sweet in a hurry. That's we a, all have podcasts. That's a legal Joe term, Biden. toot sweet. That's yes. right. Yeah. We all have podcasts, Joe Biden. Just start something like, here's the scoop. Do it from an ice cream shop. We'll all listen. It'll be amazing. But don't even be president for Someone a needs while. to steal that. That is here's a great name. Is great. Here's the scoop is a great name for a podcast. <laughs> But you got to do it from an ice cream shop. Right, right. I'm changing the name of our show to Ragey and Vody in the morning. Okay. <laughs> there you go. This um, is called Basement Business with Stephanie Miller. <laughs> by the way, I, just on other leaks, because it's just there's so much every day. Seth tweets, uh, Donald Trump again successfully inspires terrorism against one of the public servants overseeing a case of his uh, and, has, uh, and has been his intention all along because he is the most notorious stochastic terrorist in American history. Um, Dean tweeted about that. We didn't have time to get to all of this, but the uh, white powder sent to Judge Ngoran. Yeah. I mean, here yeah. we go again, right? Yeah, I believe that one was actually sent to uh, Jen Jorn, ju- the judge as opposed to what showed up at Donnie's house. Listen. That was different. Yeah, that was, that was his yeah, regular shipment. I, yeah. I feel like that was a, I, I don't even think he's, uh, someone else sent it, but well, let's move on. Like right, I said, let's conspiracy just move on. theories, who knows? Conspiracy theory or did Don Jr. say it himself? I think. No, he said it. I th- he's, I've heard him say it. <laughs> I'm not saying we have it on tape. Don Jr. is on coke. See, okay. he says it. Don Jr. is on coke. Thank you. Don Jr. is on coke. All right. Ah. Right. <laughs> uh, Okay, I just, it's, I don't know what, here's the thing, you know, we were saying there's so much anger to go around, and I know, you know, Dean, obviously, from day one has been, you know, on the Merrick Garland is is a disaster (laughs) train, Um, and I know that, you know, again, I'm, as you know, a Libra, so I can never decide. When I talk to Allison Gill, I'm like, oh, no, I understand this and that. (laughs) I talk to Dean or Ellie Mistal, you know, but I think, you know... (sighs) Two of the people I trust most in terms of legal stuff, Adam Schiff and Glenn Kirshner, have been for quite some time now been expressing impatience with Merrick Garland. You know, yeah. and I do think that part of the work Chairman Schiff did on January 6th committee is part of why Garland moved. But this is exactly what we're afraid of, isn't it? That Absolutely. now we are, we are, you know, with a partisan Supreme Court, here we are. 
before the election. Absolutely. And thank God for Jack Smith. At least he's doing his job and it it appears doing it quite well. Um, He can't accomplish everything because some things are out of his control. However, Merrick Garland, we had a horrible Department of Justice before him. He got put in a position where I think he thought he had to walk some, some line because he was under complete and total scrutiny. And I don't necessarily believe that's the best thing. I would, yeah. I would have rather had we had someone that come out like a bulldog and made sure that everything that was um, messed up before he got in there was put on the right track. I think you're right. Over, we overcorrected for mm-hmm. Bill Barr. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's Which what it feels be, like. You know, I mean, just this BS prosecution of Hunter Biden. It's based on, you know, a Russian disinformation agent that, you know, this Bob or the what do you call it, Robert Her report that he allowed to be released that now Republicans are going to try to use as a campaign ad against Joe Biden. I mean, ev- right, Jody? Look, everything is political now, you know, and yeah. they don't play by any set of rules at all. Absolutely not. So I'd love to bring a lot of uh, roses and sunshine this morning, but things kind of suck right now. They do. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of uh, court rulings, you said if an embryo is frozen for 16 years, gets implanted, and the person gives birth, is the infant coming out 17 years old? No, no, they are not because embryos (laughs) aren't children. Thank you, Dana Goldberg, and you're not even a breeder. (laughs) I mean, I tell you, I got some hate the other day because I I, I commented on something, and I was basically like, you know, some friends of mine, they they froze embryos 18 years ago in Alabama. We're very excited because we're going to take the embryos to vote for the first time in November. (laughs) Do you hear how ridiculous that sounds? And I got, I think the first comment was, this woman's an evil bitch. So that's what happens. Yeah. You are the sweetest, huggiest lady in the world. Thank you. There was a lot of blocking three days ago on Twitter and Facebook. A lot of blocking. <laughs> you said embryos are not life. They're, they are the potential to become life. Most of them aren't even viable, a lot like the Republican Party. See, that's funny. There's a joke wrapped in a... That's right. And listen, all these people, I think a lot of people are worried about, like, you know, the, the effects that this has, these sort of posts has on people that are trying to do IVF and that that got stalled. It, we are supporting you. So please know yeah. that we don't think IVF is absurd. We just don't believe that little Petri dish of cells should be called babies. Yeah. Not, period. I well, hope that anyone trying to do IVF, it's hugely successful. Several yeah. of my lesbian friends obviously have had to use IVF to have, IVF to have children. Yeah. It's been hugely successful. You cannot make laws banning that based on your idea that there's a group of cells that is a human being. Like someone said, your, your religion tells you what to do, not me. I mean, and, and this all falls under privacy. You know, yeah. it's a big government. Like you, you I commented on Tennessee governor signs a bill allowing public officials to refuse to perform same-sex marriages. You said, I wouldn't want a bigot officiating my wedding anyway, but also WTF is going on. We have to get these a-holes out of office. I mean, yeah. it's always been about controlling people, particularly women, right? This, what, what's the state that just said you can't, women can't get a divorce if they're pregnant? I mean, what? I can't even remember which state it was, but I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, it, it, the whole thing's insane. So then you're going to have all these men raping women to keep them in marriages. I mean, and by mm-hmm. law, they're not even considering that rape in some of these states because mm-hmm. they're married. Like, the whole thing is absurd. Yeah. Um. Uh, you <laughs> you said I love that Beyonce was like uh, you're not going to give me album of the year fine I'm going to take back an entire music genre um, it is <laughs> oh so easy to trigger that, the maggots <laughs> oh and the people that don't know the country music started by black people the mm-hmm. banjo was created and it was only played by slaves back how many years ago country music started in the black community all of yeah. these people that don't know their history like it makes my brain explode you know, I, also, I just, 
I was saying before, you know, Republican policies, it's not like we don't, it's not just the national Republicans that are awful. It's we have all these laboratories in the states where their policies have failed miserably. I just have to hope there is some larger percentage of people, Dana, that care about actual issues that, yes. that affect their actual not lives and not whether Beyonce is singing a country song or, I don't know, the M&M's wearing comfortable shoes or whatever it is. I mean, I just thought this was interesting. These are America's top 10 worst states to live and work in uh, in 2023. Uh, and this will not surprise you. Uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, South Carolina, Alabama, Missouri, Indiana, Tennessee, Arkansas, Florida. What do they all have? Of course, they're all red states because because of their policy. And now we were talking yeah. to Doc, Red Florida has a measles outbreak now yep. because of. I mean, I, anyway. Because what about vaccinations? Yeah. Because what now about mm-hmm. science? Uh, yeah, right. yeah, I can't. I can't. Um, you were nice enough to retweet Tulsi Gabbard, who said it's finally done and sent off to the printers. My debut book, For the Love of Country, Leave the Democrat Party Behind, is coming out soon. And you said, assuming this is only printed in English and Russia, Russian? Yep. I would assume just Russian, but I don't... I would assume so with a translator. Oh, we knew this was coming. She's a horrible human being. We called this out years ago. Yeah. Oh, pardon me. Yes, I know. Exactly. Yep. Hillary Clinton. Oh, my God. was right about everything. I can't. And then, uh, oh, my God. With the Supreme Court this. today, how many times she warned about the Supreme Court? I was just like, and then so my here, my 2000 anger is on top of now my or underneath my 2016 anger lasagna that is now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just grateful you exercised to get some of the stress out because if you didn't, oh, God, oh, yeah. everyone be careful. Right. <laughs> yeah. You should have seen her you, yelling at Chris this morning. She's in my line of sight. <laughs> I'm used Chris to it. Chris is in everyone's line of sight. Have you seen how big that guy is? Totally used to it. This is why I need a little Especially ball of love. When he flexes. He's actually a, a, an eclipse, a, a lunar eclipse. Yes, he is. I needed my little ball of love, Dana Goldberg, who tweeted, sending love to all the trans and non-binary folks in my life and yours. You are loved. You are beautiful. You belong here. See, we do. I love we need you all the listening. positivity. That's why I, I, that's what I feel like all of our guests have in common. Not just you're so smart and funny, but just positivity. We need that more than ever. We've been talking to every guest about that this morning, Dana. We cannot cave in to despair, which is what they're hoping. Yeah. Despair Absolutely. and hopelessness and that, oh, Donald Trump gets away with everything. Oh, it's inevitable. Yeah. It is not inevitable unless we make it so. It, you've got to let this and anger motivate you in a positive way and not, not make you feel, uh, you know, demoralized. A hundred percent. Unfortunately, the minority is very loud. There are still more of us than there are of them. And I'm not talking about just a little bit more. There are massive numbers more that believe in equity and believe in equal rights, believe that black men should be able to walk the streets without being fear of shot by the police, that trans kids should be able to be in a bathroom, be identifying without getting bullied, that gay people should be able to get married. Like yeah. there are more of us than there are of them. We just have to get out and vote in numbers too big to manipulate again because he's going to claim a coup. Mm. He is going to say the election was stolen. Dana Goldberg, nothing but net. That's another good name for a podcast. Okay. John Jr.'s on Coke. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. How do you spell Stephanie Miller? B-I-T-C-H. You didn't have to play the gayest bump ever just to plug Dana Goldberg. One of the top five funniest lesbians in America's new show. Okay. Yes, Dana. 
You do. You have to. Everyone, if you're in Central Oregon, I'm performing next week, March 8th in Bend, Oregon. And I have a birthday show April 12th in Fort Lauderdale. Both of those tickets are on my website. Go to DanaGoldberg.com. Get them before they are gone. I would love to see you in Central Oregon next Friday night. Yay! Fantastic. Okay. Uh, oh, my God. I was talking about the patheticness of the Republican Party. Uh, Gavin Newsom faces yet another recall attempt. Oh my God! He won the last one by more votes than he won the first time, and they're doing so it again. Expensive. It was so. It expensive cost the taxpayers, the taxpayers. right? So and he won stupid. by twenty-four percentage points. Then he won a second year later by the same margin. But I love that he took the money that they that they and he's using it to buy ads in red states, which is fantastic. So keep it coming. Here's my favorite part, Chris. Uh, one of the activists that's doing it again blamed the failure of the 2021 recall on voters' distaste for Larry Elder. Well, I mean... Our former co-host co-worker, at KBC. Co-worker. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, that's it. Next, yeah. next time it'll go really well. A lot um, of people have a distaste for Hilario. Oh, dear God. Okay, so I guess uh, Speaker Johnson, uh, Speaker God Warrior, after saying late last year he was done with any more short-term stopgaps to avoid a shutdown, Mike Johnson had to do one in January, may have to do one again. Uh, facing a partial uh, shutdown on Friday, he's bowing to reality and floating another CR, which <laughs> I they're just, there's such a pathetic lack of leadership in this party. I, I don't know what to say. Hakeem Jeffries, I think if he shuts the government down, we should, Democrats should vote to vacate, right? I think so. Okay, this is uh, Hakeem Jeffries talking because we talked to Dean about the Middle East and Gaza. Here we go. We discussed three issues. First, the need to avoid a government shutdown and to fund the government so that we can address the needs of the American people in terms of their health, their safety, and their economic well-being. We are making real progress on the appropriations bills that are scheduled to lapse on March 1st. Um, yeah, and then he went on, this is the part about Also, Gaza. at the same period of time, making sure that we provide humanitarian assistance to Palestinian civilians who are in harm's way in Gaza or in other theaters of war through no fault of their own. So, Dana, we talked to Dean about, you know, the uncommitted vote in Michigan and this, you know, very emotional issue. I guess in light of the Supreme Court yesterday and Hillary warning us over and over again about the Supreme Court, I'm a little raw about you know talking about so. protest votes as much as I understand the emotion around it. I just um, just wanted, wondered what your take was on all of that. I, it's 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 infuriating to me. I I, yeah. I don't understand. I understand the protest vote, speaking up, and and uh, something you believe in. I believe that is important. But I also believe that do that and then don't subvert our democracy, like speak up, right. protest these things and still go out and vote for Joe Biden. He is doing a good job. He is doing what he needs to as a president. The alternative is horrifying. Yeah. It is horrifying. If In you the Middle East you- and everywhere and, and every other conceivable issue. I guess, you know, what I didn't, we always run out of time with Dean because there's so much legal and Supreme yeah. Court stuff. And so we try to, you know balance it all but you know dan i think what i just i it's way above my pay grade i don't know it, you know if we, let's say we cut off aid to israel because i'm sort of i keep asking the question what is he supposed to do that he's not doing you know israel's a democracy he's not the president of israel like say we cut off aid would they get rid of Netanyahu tomorrow no i don't i, I don't I, I don't believe they would 
Yeah, so I, I don't think, know. I, yeah. I think you and I are right. It's one of the reasons why I don't talk about it very much publicly. I don't know enough. Yeah. I know how I feel as a Jewish Oh, I talk on my ass world, no matter what. And my empathy toward the Palestinian people is yeah. massive. Yeah. I just wish that everyone who's asking for a ceasefire also remembered our attack mm -hmm. and had empathy toward the Jewish people. I want it to go both ways. I have all the empathy in the world. I think there should be a free Palestinian state. I also think that the number of Jews in this world is dwindling, and we have a right to be here as well. That's yeah. what I believe. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had a good caller the other day saying that, you know, we get offended on this show when people were accused of not caring about <laughs> Palestinians dying. And she said, but we get offended when, you you know, the, you say we don't care about October 7th. I think like, right. all of it's that empathy has to exist. It's not even, yeah, it's not even offense. It's literally, we can care for both things exactly. at the same time. They can both exist simultaneously. Right. You can want a free state for the Palestinian people and want the slaughtering to stop. And you can also want the Israelis and the Jews to be protected in this world and hold Hamas accountable and release the hostages. Yep. You can ask for both things at the same time. There you go. DG Comedy. This is why you follow the DG That's Comedy. Right. Also, Daily Beans, MSWmedia.com. Oh, MSW.com. Sorry. Love you, Dana. Have fun in Oregon. Thank you.